This really is virtually unprecedented in the history of the court. It's the leak of the century in the case of the century, and it's hard to know where to begin with this, so we're just going to start. I'm Scott Ott with Zoe Rachel sitting in for Bill Whittle and our friend Stephen Green. This episode of Right Angle brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. Uh, gentlemen, it is on every news channel all the time right now. Uh, somebody within the uh, Supreme Court organization uh, sent a copy of a draft opinion written by Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito over to the folks at Politico. And of course, Politico said, what would be the right thing to do here? What is our patriotic duty as Americans? No, they didn't do that. They just immediately slapped it online and bragged about it. Um, and then they've got headlines in every other news organization saying Politico has published uh, this leaked document. But what we have here, gentlemen, is a, a draft that was apparently completed <laughs> around February 10th of a case uh, that won't uh, be announced, the decision won't be announced for another month or so, or at least is not slated to be announced for another month or so. And uh, and we're seeing in it some uh, earth-shaking news when it comes to Roe versus Wade or Casey versus Planned Parenthood. Um, but I, I really don't want to focus on the details of the case since, frankly, we don't know that much about it. But Stephen Green, what I find interesting about this is the idea of secrecy being crucial to the conduct of a court like the Supreme Court. Uh, it reminds me, Steve, of the Constitutional Convention of 1787, which I frankly don't believe could have drafted a constitution or anything close to the one that we wound up getting and ratifying uh, if it had not been for the absolute secrecy with which they handled their deliberations. Uh, so much so, Steve, that at one point when one of the members lost control of a page of his notes, General Washington stood up and made a big deal about it and then laid it on the table and said, basically, whoever's been so careless as to drop a page of their notes where somebody might have found it, uh, come on up here to the table and pick it up and nobody had the guts to do it. Um, Steve, should the court in this modern era, be allowed to deliberate in complete secrecy? And what are the consequences if they don't, or if something like this happens where, where information leaks out about their secretive deliberations? The secrecy is absolutely vital. And I don't care if the court is dominated by uh, conservatives as it is now, or, or progressives as it has been not so long ago, or, or just old school, old school liberals like it was during most of the... Uh, 19th century. Uh, you just you can't have deliberations on constitutional issues without without that secrecy, without that protection from from public passions. I mean, the whole Constitution was written to protect individual rights from public passions. That's what due process is. That's what the Bill of Rights is. Um, thank goodness for the First Amendment, because as uh, we learned in Zoe's segment, which you can see right here at the Bill Whittle channel on YouTube, Rumble, and BillWhittle.com, uh, we've now got a, a ministry of truth being established that's going to try and circumvent the First Amendment. But it's going to be a very, very difficult task because it's there. And the reason it's there is public passions are stupid and you don't want government held hostage to it. And it doesn't matter whether that is bad lawmaking in Congress or whether that is the deliberative process uh, behind closed doors at the Supreme Court. That said, you know, um, 
I don't care if you're if you're pro-choice or if you're pro-life. Roe versus Wade is a lousy decision. It is flimsier than cheap negligee. It's just badly reasoned, poorly sourced. It's a bad decision. And so let me let me address uh, any. Um, any pro-choice viewers we may have out there. For the last 48 years now, something you think is a fundamental individual right has hung by a thread of this really, really terrible decision. But instead of going through the legal process that exists, instead of doing the things that we do in this country to pass laws in Congress, to pass laws in state houses, or when it comes to individual rights, pushing through an, an amendment to the Constitution. You did none of those things. You circumvented the Constitution through this, through this lousy lousy, poorly written, flimsy decision that was always hanging by a thread. It only took one wise Supreme Court to go, hey, this, this, this is a bad decision. You could have gone through the process. You could have done things the way that the pro-life movement has done things these last 48 years. They went to the state houses and argued their case. They use moral suasion in the public debate sphere and have slowly and solidly moved public opinion toward their side. They took hard cases to the Supreme Court. None of this was easy. None of this happened quickly. But because they did it through moral suasion in the legal process, what is probably happening in this uh, Dodds case will have much more lasting effect than anything you got with one bad decision with a, a ruled by a court that was uh, had a, a predetermined judgment and then kind of looked for legal excuses to justify it. So if you want to protect what you believe is an individual right, you've got to start over from scratch and do the hard work. Or you can spend the next three months indulging yourselves in a very public temper tantrum. And I have the feeling which one of those two you're going to do. So it wasn't long after the uh, word of this leak had gotten out that police decided to throw up uh, some barricades around the U.S. Supreme Court building because they knew that the protesters would appear as if by magic, and they did. Um, and so there are already uh, nonstop coverage and debate about this on TV. People are, you know, gathering in the streets in front of the building. Um, the left is in a tizzy right now, thinking that this, what they consider, you know, to be be something that is as foundational as the Declaration of Independence for them uh, is now threatened. But this was a couple of months ago that this draft was penned. For all we know, it's a completely different document by this point. We really don't know the condition. And so I'm not sure that people understand how a, a deliberative body should operate and how the Supreme Court in many ways has operated. Every once in a while, we get a peek inside and we find out, you know, uh, from some of the justices who've commented publicly that they are constantly in the process of circulating drafts of ideas and getting feedback from colleagues and getting pushback from colleagues and and constantly reworking it. They're actually trying, they're, they're fighting for their ideas, but they're also having to deal with the real world contrast with other people's ideas. And this, in my mind anyway, is the way the framers would have intended uh, decisions on such a court to be made, not in some vacuum necessarily, but in the secrecy that provides a, a possibility, and this was the key to the Constitutional Convention as well, a possibility for somebody to take a position 
and then back down from it if it turns out that their colleagues are able to persuade them otherwise. You make this all public, and basically, if the left doesn't understand this right now, Zoe, I don't think, they are painting Sam Alito and his colleagues into a corner and basically saying, well, this is where you stand because we saw it here. Uh, Zoe, do you think it's a good thing that this leaked out or do you agree with Steve that it would be better if these deliberations were kept secret? Well, it's, it, this seems to be like more than a, the, a leak, man. It sounds like the water done broke, <laughs> if, if, I can, if I can go ahead well, and lean on, yeah. lean on that term. And uh, well, I mean, hey, the public says that, you know, we want transparency. I mean, we're talking about this kind of confidence, this 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 privilege of, of uh, the justices being able to, to talk about this stuff. And but the thing is, I th- I mean, man, I don't put nothing past Democrats as it is. I don't put anything past them. I wouldn't be surprised at all if this leak was staged. Uh, like Steve was talking about, we're talking about the passions of the public. And we know where Democrats are uh, on its face. Democrats themselves. They're, they're at odds with what this republic is, just the fact that they're Democrats, because their idea is that uh, by the popular vote, I mean, it's where we're getting the word popular, right? They feel like they should have the final say, uh, the, the popular say to say that this is what we want the right, this is what we're entitled to. And if we have enough of a voice to say that we can, man, we can even, we can overturn rights that were bestowed by God himself. That's where Democrats are. That's just who they are. They want this to be a, dis- a democracy. They don't want it to be a republic, a republic where our, our, our rights are, are, are given by a God that we recognize and say, look, man, you can't just come in and grant and take away people's rights that you're, you're not the final arbiter as far as that goes. Um, so the thing is, with, with this right now, um, with this getting leaked out, I think that this stuff is staged where they're going to be looking at the people's reactions to this and and say that, see, this is what the country really wants. And we were talking about this framing earlier, you know, making these clusters to make it look like this is the this is the tone of the country. And even if they do want to make this um, a thing where you, you go ahead and you defer these things to the states, um, and which could po- possibly be part of their strategy as well. See, here's the thing, though. I've always said, you know, for, for those who, who, who tout states' rights, I've always said, man, states' rights to do what, right? This, this isn't even something that's supposed to be heard in the courts. This cannot, whatever you want to experiment in your laboratory of state, that's fine. But you, there, there's, a, there's a line, and it's not, this isn't even about, this isn't even about uh, uh, you deferring the power to the state to, 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 to cover what you think isn't, isn't uh, uh, explained in the Constitution. No, something is very clear. You cannot infringe on somebody else's rights. I, they're, they're, so when they bring this to the court and say, OK, um, this person's right to live or not. You're not supposed to waste our time with this. No, you can't just. It's, OK, here's this thing where created, endowed by a creator with certain inalienable rights. Hey, it doesn't, it doesn't say born equal. It says created equal, all right? And there's really one thing that makes us equal, really one. And that's just how we're created, period. And that's the marriage of the male seed to the female egg. How we got here is the only real thing by the Lord's design is what makes us equal. Once that goes down, you have rights and they cannot be messed with. And see that this is the thing about the state's rights thing that they're trying to push for. This is the same crap that's going to happen. You're going to have people just the way that they say, well, slavery, 
which is another disqualification of personhood, right? Slavery, ah, oh, the war wasn't about slavery. We didn't have to have civil war over slavery. It was a state's rights issue. It's like, okay, well, when we have this civil war over the unborn, they're gonna say it wasn't about an abortion issue. It was about women's rights. See how that goes down? And this is what Democrats do. This is who they are. This is who they've always been. You know, so that's the thing that I'm concerned with right now and the strategy that they're setting up to play upon what looks popular in the culture to have this sway over the Supreme Court. For my comments about the issue itself, the abortion issue, I would refer you to last week's episode of Right Angle where we talked about the Texas heartbeat law. In this episode, um, I specifically want to think about this idea of having a Supreme Court that can deliberate in secret and the value of that versus the risk when uh, such a document is leaked. By the way, right before we went to record this, uh, I read a story on NPR that it sounded almost like they were trying to normalize the idea such documents would be leaked. While uh, longtime Supreme Court correspondent Nina Totenberg at NPR is quoted as saying that this is practically unprecedented, they did mention that there were a couple of what they referred to as leaks around the 1973 Roe versus Wade uh, case. However, what that really was, was stories were embargoed. Information was provided to reporters and they said, you can't release this. The court is going to announce its decision at, on this day, at this hour. And then when that happens, you're free to release this. But you, we want to give you time to prepare your story in advance so it's ready when it comes out. So there was an embargo, as they call it, in the, in the journalism business. However, the court delayed in uh, making its announcement. And by that time, Time Magazine had already gone to press with the story. And so Time looked like it had leaked information when in fact it was part of the normal process of that. So it's not the same thing. This really is virtually unprecedented in the history of the court. And I think it it, it is quite harmful to this. And it really comes back to that principle, which I think the framers of the constitution understood that if you get a group of people in a room to deliberate over an issue, if everything they say is being recorded and will be published, they're going to say different things than if they have utter secrecy. And the most important ingredient of this is the opportunity for a person to change his or her mind. And you need to be able to do this when you're truly deliberating on an issue, when you're not just spouting talking points at the other side that's spouting talking points at you. You need the opportunity to consider other opinions and to change your mind or to alter your perspective on things and to be able to come out with a different opinion. So as I said earlier, Alito now seems cornered. Now, Chief Justice John Roberts, in a statement, a very brief statement released from the court, said that he has asked the marshal of the court to look into the situation to see who leaked it. He also said uh, that it was a, a legitimate document. He authenticated the document as actually having come from Samuel Alito, uh, Associate Justice. Um, and he said that the workings of the court would not be affected by this leak. In other words, it would be business as usual. They would keep on going. Um, I hope that they're all mature enough to do that, but I got to tell you, that's going to be really hard, um, especially if you're a Supreme Court justice, you've got to be looking at your lifetime of service legacy, and now everybody thinks Sam Alito has a majority that's going to vote a certain way, 
it may turn out that that's not the case at all. And this leak, I don't think, will have contributed to a positive conversation about this. It just forces everybody to their traditional corners so that they can start shouting at each other again. And I don't think that's the solution to anything. I would encourage my Democrat friends and my progressive and uh, leftist-leaning neighbors to look at this and say, you know, what is the better outcome in this situation? That a handful of people in elite position would be able to decide something for the entire nation or that the people, the demos, would be able to decide. And I encourage you to trust the people to make the right decision when it comes to issues like this. I don't think it's up for grabs. I'm with Zoe on this. I don't, I don't think this is a question. I don't think that there is a, should be a law where you get a mulligan for murder. For Stephen Green and Zoe Rachel, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible. <laughs>